What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us on the 50th episode of Awkward Pause. That was fast. I don't even know how this happened. But thank you so much for tagging along or, or, or hopping on now or whatever the situation was. We uh, we appreciate that a lot. You know, we had no uh, no ideas of any grandeur or, or any real uh, goal when we started this podcast except for hanging out, you know, and, and, and having a, a structured excuse to uh, talk to each other and, and see each other. Uh, I should say my name. My name is Elmer Guardado. I'm here alone really quick, right in the middle, taking a quick break from the edit for this episode because you're in for a treat today. The boys and I went through our catalog of Awkward Pause episodes and compiled some of our favorite moments that specifically include our friends, which is, uh, I guess, the theme for today, right? Friendship. Friendship is magic, and uh, it really just makes everything better. So thank you so much for hanging out with us and supporting us. And this clip episode is going to just have little snippets and and little tastes of uh, some of our favorite people out there. So thank you to everyone who uh, has been and, and will be on the show. We love playing with others, and uh, I think we play well with others. So uh, thank you so much. Here is uh, me talking again, I guess, because I'm going to introduce the next uh, or the first clip. Who's it going to be? I don't know. Let's see. I shoot you that late call. Yes, no, maybe, baby, magic eight ball. And I'm back. Also, before I say who's coming up first to the plate, I should acknowledge the people I do the show with. Uh, So quick shout out to the best people on the planet, all the way from New Jersey, Andrew Street, from Portland, Cassidy Sargent. And he's not really from Portland. He's from somewhere around. I, I always forget. It's confusing. Like, you know, Washington, Oregon, Vancouver, somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, And the one and only Samuel Atherton. Who uh, originally from Michigan, uh, but now he's uh, he's 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 in Japan, and we're waiting for him to come back home. So, coming up first to the plate, we got we got our, our, a big hitter, ladies and gentlemen, one of the uh, most consistent, uh, probably the, the the guest we've had on the most, the one and only Samuel Kingba. Here's him talking about. I don't know. I think a cat comes up in this story. We'll we'll see. Enjoy. We're looking for answers. We wish it was certain. Yeah, next up. You guys ever keep weird shit in your freezer? Like I, I haven't, <laughs> but I knew uh, I knew uh, we have a really close family friend who like their their like aunt or whatever kept a dead cat no. in in the freezer. In like a Ziploc? I have no idea how it was kept, but I know it was a dead Oof. cat in the freezer, and I was reminded of that when you when you brought when you brought this shit in the freezer, dude. I, I would I would call the fucking cops if I knew someone who had a cat in the freezer. Well, it was it was they, dead. It was already dead. But yeah, like, I don't think they could do anything. Maybe I'd call animal services. I don't know. I would do something. I would swat. I would get. I would swat that house. I don't, I don't think it's illegal. <laughs> No, it's. I mean, like here's the thing. Like, it the should cat be though. died of like natural causes or you know whatever the situation was. From my knowledge, she, she, she was just a crazy person. Just kept it in her freezer. Yeah, no. no, that's was, a lunatic. Yeah, that's a fucking wow. psychopath. Like I, I get weird even seeing like it's a big thing here. Like it's, it's an issue in Missouri. Like roadkill. You see roadkill all the time. Yeah. And dude, when it's fresh or when it's not fresh, it's still the worst fucking sight on the planet. And I just like seeing it a fucking corpse every time you try to get a popsicle or some ice cubes. 
the fuck's wrong with you? When I was going to middle school, I uh, there was like a brief period where I caught the bus, like middle school, early high school. Uh, before that, my mom would take me. After that, my mom would take me. Uh, but for this, for this like two month period where I was taking the bus, there was a dead cat right next to where like I had to stand for the bus oh. <laughs> and just nobody, nobody came to get it. Nobody seemed to care. So that, that's my roadkill story. And I, one, one day I was in a particularly good mood and I'm a fucking goofy kid. Right. So I'm waving at all the cars that go by. You know, car goes by. Hey, good morning. I'm because I'm catching my morning bus. <clears throat> I guess. Were you wearing suspenders at this point? <laughs> no, I. You seem like you wore suspenders. I didn't, I didn't look like school. fucking young Sheldon. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm waving at all these fucking cars and like the 10th car dude just flips me off. <laughs> I'm like 12 years old. I'm like, oh, damn. All right. so it's going to be. <clears throat> yeah. Good morning to you too. Is- it's like there's no way that was an adult. It was. It probably looked like an older person, but it's probably just a high school kid. Yeah, it was know? like an 18 year old dude. Yeah, just but it still doesn't make it all right. But I I can at least imagine an 18 year old person do that doing that. Whatever. I mean that that's the fucking world, right? Is yeah. let me uh, let me throw my positivity out there, and somebody's like, <laughs> "Fuck you!" Like, all right, yeah, let's remake <laughs> Star Wars. Up next, we got a little clip from the episode we did with Pixel Brave, also known as Christian. He talks to us about being a videographer. What could go wrong there, right? And uh, I'm pretty sure this happened, this episode was recorded right around the time both of the Firefest documentaries came out. Um, so, you know, some that's some context. I think that comes up a little bit. And also, some uh, vocab you need to know for this episode, Billy McFarland. Uh, he's the guy who... You know, the main guy behind the con of Firefest. Um, but that's enough. Here's Christian. Who's uh, our Billy McFarland? Who's our con man? Of you, of you guys? Ooh. I think it's probably Andrew. Yikes. Yeah. I think it's definitely, definitely Andrew. Yeah. He's got the New Jersey car salesman look to him. <laughs> How flattering. I feel like I feel like we got you know, we got a big business negotiation. We're trying to get this big time investment from a jaw rule equivalent we're sending andy street out there i mean here's go the talk thing, to though. dmx I have, andy. I have to bring something up here because i have to disagree a great man once told me i don't fucking understand business <laughs> <laughs> don't. and so what i would need is someone who does understand business and i think elmer would be the right thing <laughs> it's always funny to me i think andrew's the only one that sees me for who i really am uh i think i think cassidy and sam have a gross misperception of who i am and uh, Angie knows me for real, and, and I like that about. <laughs> do you want to elaborate? No. What do we think you are? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like sometimes you know. I feel like you just you don't look at me the way Andrew does. There's sadness behind these eyes. Those pearly, those pearly <laughs> Portland eyes. Andrew no looks at me and sees me. Like. I don't know what you're seeing, man. It's okay. Behind I feel like I feel like Elmer. You just proved that you would be the billy because you're like you were saying all these things like uh yeah cassie you don't see me there's so much this and that yeah. and then when he says oh so what do you mean he'd go i don't want to talk about it anymore I'm just completely <laughs> deflected it just it's a fucking skill dude 
<laughs> you got my interest and provided no details. You'd be a great salesman. <laughs> now, uh, Christian, I did want to talk about uh, yeah, let's talk, man. something very specific I wanted to ask you about. Mm-hmm. So you have shot weddings and such. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to hear some nightmare stories. Man, nightmare stories. Or have, oh, you, yeah. ha- have you had a perfect record? No no bad incidents at all on the job. There's always something weird. It's got to be a stressful yeah. fucking. I mean, it's a stressful day, and then now you're in a stressful position because you're you know you're being paid by someone, mm-hmm. and you're also like have this weird responsibility of capturing this person's happiest day. Um, probably okay. So I didn't think I had anything, but there was this one where I got brought in like last minute to be a videographer for this wedding, and. So that means ideally I would have more time that way. Like I know where it's going to be and, and, and I can go for the rehearsal and be like, okay, that's where they're standing and they're going to be here. They're going to come up with this. But I was completely brought in at the last minute. So I didn't have any preparation. So like I'm in the empty church, like minutes away from, you know, everybody bringing brought in and I'm like, all right, cool. So I've got the main camera here on tripod and I'll have my, my B camera, me moving around and uh the sound here on this little mic thing on the other side and uh once everyone starts coming in it's like fuck everybody's lying for the groomsmen and the bridesmaids and everything it's right in front of everything that i already set up and so like but i'm already shooting with my with my handheld camera like all these like the action the procession everything the flower girls and all this stuff and it's like when can i possibly i'm just like just like trying to figure out how can i move everything else you know when when is the break you know and you go to enough weddings and so i kind of waited for like the we're gonna just kind of pray for a bit thing and so that's when i took my opportunity to be like all right cool um i don't need any shots of this so i moved the mic and moved it. <laughs> and just, take a little pray uh, break dude, uh, so that was one um have you ever had so any did, like did people you... yell at you and stuff like i feel like at weddings like you question. definitely get people who are like, nah. oh, make sure you go film this. Go film, like, bossing you around like you don't know how to capture nah, it all. people, in, I mean, that probably happens, but I feel like video is second at a wedding. Photos mm. are first. They're always mm. talking to photographers because they're sharing that more. That's um, true. Like, those are the things you put on your Instagram and, and your Facebooks and all this. People want to like and everything because as nice as video is, like, I don't know, people just, you know, they ain't always about it. So usually, except for that one scenario, most weddings are pretty chill. Usually I find the photographer and I just kind of shadow them. And because they've all, like, that's also like a, a good, like, cheat is that since they're so focused on the photographer, they've already walked the photographer through everything. All right, at five o'clock, this is coming through there. And then we're going to move to this room over here for this kinds of presentations. So like, I just follow them. And then, like, I just do my thing. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, you know. That's smart. Shadow. And so uh, weddings aren't so bad. Um, nightmare stuff is just random things that go wrong. Like at my own sister's quinceanera, I was shooting, and some I had the I had the, the mic set up on a tripod, and some kid was running by and knocked it over, and like uh, parts of it broke off. Like the main part being the housing. When I say parts, I'm gonna I'm over exaggerating. Just the one part that mattered most broke off and that was the door for the sd card and the sd card went flying out and so now i just it's gone just no sd card just all i have is the on camera mic and Uh. yeah so that sucked did you Um, find that little kid no no man (laughs) he got away 
He was a little ghost, a little ghost child, just causing mischief. Um, but I don't really have too many like nightmares from that. When, like I said, weddings is really chill. I just like chill with the photographer and you know. Um, what what's the worst kind of event to shoot? Like somebody calls you up and they're like, "Hey, Christian, we have this kind of thing and we want you to shoot it." What makes you go like, "Oh man"? Nothing really. Like events are my thing. What gets me down is whenever like someone wants me to be involved in something a bit more produced, like a short film or something like that, because everyone wants to cut corners everyone Mm. wants to be like no like i got the vision in my head like we don't need any of this or that i'll show up to set and i won't be shooting maybe have another camera up and so i'll be there as like a pa or something like that or helping with lighting and they're like and i'm like cool like where's this where's the script where's the storyboards where's this or that and they're like no nothing we're just like we know the story we'll walk you through and i'm like (laughs) are you kidding me yeah like (laughs) um probably like the man like this is another my mind doesn't work the way it used to, so, like, all these stories are slowly, slowly coming back up. But, like, this one dude uh, hit me up. We'd met at, like, some, uh, you know, v- local videographer meet-and-greet thing, and, you know, we'd exchanged numbers, and he hit me up. He's like, hey, dude, uh, I'm finally getting ready to shoot my feature, and, like, I'd love to have you on as, like, a PA. And I'm like, dude, a feature? Like, heck, yeah. Um, and, dude, that was a nightmare, which... <laughs> Did it I have don't a wanna budget? Get... That was a fire festival. That was a he, I don't know how he swindled so many people. Like, usually, like, he, there must have been, like, a, a hundred people total in, like, cast and crew. Which oh my gosh. is small for a feature film. There's usually so much sure. more. But, like, on, considering this is just, like, someone that's, like, still in college. Like, he's, like, it's an indie effort. But because he's still unproven, he had all the, he reached too, too far. He, mm. this was a fire festival. He, the schedule was three days a feature film in three days and this what? was his logic this was his what? logic i shot he's like he's like yeah i did this 30 minute video this one time and it only took a day so a 90 minute video uh three days like, Yo, that's that's third grade <laughs> oh math that, that math it checks out it doesn't work <laughs> i like, like that it. Up next, let's talk about love, baby, hell yeah. Uh, This next clip features Andrew Taylor talking about asking his girlfriend's father for her hand in marriage. And I had to think about that because I guess at the time she wouldn't have been wife, which is what I want. I just wanted you to understand I can speak. I was just speaking slowly to make sure I said that right. Here's Andrew Taylor and boy do I love this story. So Liza went up to to Duluth, which is where I'm actually from, two hours north of Minneapolis. And I texted her. I asked her for her dad's number. And I said, oh, I'm going to text him to see if I can use the vacuum to clean out uh, my him. car. Because my yeah. car was actually super dirty. He got tricks. He yeah. got tricks out here. Yeah. So I, at least I think I have tricks. But <laughs> so I texted him and I'm like, hey, Joe, um, yeah, I, my car is really dirty. Eliza said that you had a vacuum. I was I was wanting to see if I could like come over this weekend and and clean out my car with it. And um, I didn't hear back from him for like two days, and I was like, oh. shit. Uh, <laughs> and then I, I I texted Liza, and I was like, yeah, I never, I haven't heard back from your dad. And she's like, oh, he's not a big texter. You should just call him. And I was like, fuck. I, I don't know. He's he's just a. Like I said, he's a nice guy, but I'm just intimidated. So I was that's like, like one of the worst sentences in the English language. Yeah. Like he's not a big texter. Just give him a call. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't yeah. have texted him if I wanted to call him. Man. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I, uh, I actually didn't end up calling him because he actually eventually texted me and was like, hey, I'm not a big texter. So he's just like <laughs> reassuring everything that's going through my mind. And um, he's like, yeah, you can come over like at this time. We're going to be out of the house before then. And I was like, OK, cool. I'll come back. I'll come over when you guys come back. And, the, and her parents actually only live like maybe four minutes away from where Eliza and I uh, live. Um, so then I was like, okay, cool. I'll go over there and, uh, I'll just make it seem like I need to use the vacuum, the vacuum to clean up my car. But what I'm going to do is just, I'll, you know, I'll walk up to the door and be like, Hey Joe, like, you know, I actually, I don't need to use your vacuum and blah, blah, blah. And I'll talk to you. And then, so I, I drive over there, I pull up. And in the driveway, the vacuum's already brought now. Everything's hooked up. And I'm like, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I'm more mad at myself, not even like at him. But I was like, all right, well, now I have to use this thing. So he comes out of the house. He's like, here, let me show you how to use it. I'm like, all right, cool. So then he shows me how to use it. I'm like, all right, well, you know, like when you need to like you, you want to do something really important or like you're nervous about it like that just prolonged it for the next 15 minutes oh, where i was yeah. like i just wanted to like come over here and do this thing and now i have to sit in your driveway and vacuum up my car <laughs> which was just a bullshit excuse for me to get over here to ask your daughter for her hand in marriage uh so i vacuumed out my car whatever it's clean now i'm like great so i'm putting this thing away and he comes out of the house he's like oh awesome thank you for putting it away and so i'm like yeah yeah no problem and he's like all right well you know we'll see you and then i was like all right hold on a second there <laughs> i was like <laughs> i just want to talk to you i was wondering if i could talk to you about something else um here and then he's like let's go to the back <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like oh shit so i'll get the cigars yeah <laughs> and then um yeah, so we went we went back and he's like, "Do you want a coke?" and I'm like, "Yep." So he, he um <laughs> Liza's family always get like the miniature cokes in the miniature coke bottles. Um so he got two of those and then sat down and he's like, "What's up?" And I I was like, "You I was like, this man knows." <laughs> so I was like, "Hey, should have just been um, like, "Hey, can I vacuum my car next week?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I needed to make an excuse to come over here," and he's like, "Yeah, actually, I, I kind of, I figured there was gonna be something else," and I was like, "All right, well, you just knew." Um, and then yeah, I was like, "Can I marry Eliza?" I, I was just super straightforward. I wasn't gonna beat around the bush and have some sort of like quote or something that I was gonna throw out, but. He was like, Webster's yes. dictionary defines love as since <laughs> <laughs> um, the dawn of time. That's really funny. Um, Fans then, of the genre. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Um, and then he he gave me a lecture, which was nice to have a lecture because the first thing he said is, "Yes, you can marry her," but and then I was like, "Fuck," because then I know that like. He's going to say, like, this is what you need to do. And I, and I I kind of expected, like, the additional facts portion of the conversation. <laughs> um, but he was just like something that I'll probably take away for the rest of my life is like, you know, once once you marry her, then you're going to be number two. And I'm like, absolutely. You know, and then he's like, once you have a child, then you're going to be number three. So it's like those people need to come before you. And I, I really appreciated that because I've actually like. I never really thought about it that way. I mean, obviously 
putting Liza before me is something that I have always done. But right. like for someone to say like, put it in words. Yeah, this person is gonna be number one over you for like the rest of your life. You know, I was like, you're you're absolutely right. Ah, wasn't that so wholesome? God, I love uncomfortable situations. And speaking of uncomfortable situations, we had a very uncomfortable situation coming up next via our good friend Sam Mosher. Uh, Sam Mosher uh, works worked pro- yeah worked as a lifeguard, and uh, weird things happen at the public pool. But then we also have people we call pool rats, people who are our regulars and are there every day, um, like Crazy Dave, who is an older man, comes by himself, he wears these pretty tight short shorts, um, a bit of a beer gut, and he he's like a kid. Like he's going down all the slides, doing the diving board, and... It was the first weekend we were open, and we have these lounge chairs out on the kiddie pool that are super popular with the moms. They all go out there, watch their kids, and they they gossip or whatever. And we're watching from the manager's uh, window, and we're looking at the lounge chairs, and the other manager working with me at the time, uh, because I was in training right then, she's like, uh, what do you see out there that's uh, wrong with this image? And I look, and it's all moms. And then just crazy Dave Man, I love crazy Dave. Chairs. Everything you just said about that guy, I'm like, hell yeah. yeah. This is like a fun time. <laughs> Cassidy aspires yeah. to be crazy. He wants to be crazy Cassidy. Right? The, uh, well, he'll he'll come Portland pool. and do his like workout, like on the side of the pool. Like he'll be right alongside. He'll do his push-ups, and then he'll just lay on the concrete <laughs> and roll into the water. Uh, the more you talk about him, the more the I'm best, into it. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> and the first day we were open, he like he he's been coming to our pool for years. So even if it's a, a like a, a new built like a facility, it's the same kind of location. So he's he's still coming, and uh, he knows a lot of us. Um, and he came by to say hi, and he's like, oh, like what do you think of the pool? Yada yada yada. He's like, oh, also I I found these for you, and <laughs> just put the, put these <laughs> pair of wet socks on our <laughs> manager's desk, and. <laughs> He leaves, and I'm like, I'm throwing these away. <laughs> and, Yikes. Yeah. And then last story about Crazy Dave. Um, he – we have, like, really bad cell service for some reason, um, and uh, we, it was the same case last year, and the facility is only, like, probably a couple hundred feet from where it used to be. So he comes by, and he's like, man – thought the cell service would be better this year and we're like yeah sorry like really don't know and he walks out and the manager next to me is like who does he think we are fucking at&t crazy dave <laughs> yeah why would cell service just change after a year? yeah so and then i'm gonna i'm gonna share one last story this was from actually when i was a guard of like the weirdest interaction i've ever had with a customer and i want to hear your guys' stories on that subject um, I was on stand watching the, um, I was up on the tower where we send kids down the slide. So I can, you can see the whole facility and I see this old man, beer gut, not crazy Dave walking in and he's wearing khaki shorts. And whenever I see an old man by himself at the pool with khaki shorts on, I immediately <laughs> think you're a pedophile and some, some red going yeah. On here. Where's Chuck? I'm, I'm looking down on my khaki shorts right now, but go ahead. You don't wear, you don't wear them to the public pool, Maybe though, not to the pool. As, your, as your swimming trunks. <laughs> Maybe not to the pool. And 
so I spot him and I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to register him back in my head. Keep an eye on this guy. It's fucking profile. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, that would, I, I would feel bad about it if this story didn't go the way it does. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> An hour later, I'm at the, like, we rotate every 20 minutes, and I'm at the spot watching this slide, uh, 12 feet of water, you drop in um, from kind of, like, a, a, a bit of distance, and you, and you fall in. And I'm watching the water, and this guy with the khaki shorts comes up from behind me and just... <laughs> and whispers in my ear, hey, kiddo, you mind if I get you wet? I'm like, oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me, sir? And he's like, going down the slide. I'm like, oh, uh, it's a really hot day. So, like, you know, I kind of just have to be here. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay. So he goes up at the top of the slide and doesn't go down. He's just, I hear him, like, whispering. Um, but he's telling, like, he's saying pretty loudly to his kids, like, try to get the lifeguard wet. And these kids are going down, and then he comes down, finally, and swims over to me. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm like, why? He's like, for getting you wet. I'm like, it's okay, sir. Like, it's part of the job. I work at a pool. And he's like, and he comes up to me, and he goes, can I go down the slide head first? And I'm like, no, no, you can't. It's against the rules. And he's like, can I tell my wife you kicked me out? I'm like, no. (laughs) Like, and so he ends up going up the slide and goes down head first. And I'm like, you know, I whistle at him. I'm like, sorry, sir, it's against the rules. He's like, now can I tell my wife he kicked me out? And I'm like, no, it's like not really that big of a deal. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so he gets out of the water and he puts his, his hand on my shoulder. And oh. I tense up. I tense up everywhere. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's telling me about this, like, shoulder injury he had. And because I'm right next to these, um, like, monkey bar lily pad things where you're, you know, you're trying to, like, maneuver across the water. And he's like, oh, I can't do that. I'll pop my shoulder out of place. And uh, he's this guy's really trying to befriend me. And, uh... He, and then he gets a little too comfortable with me. It's like, he, so the conversation's winding down. He just looks at me and goes, so, uh, how many of the guards here you slept with? Uh-huh. As he's looking at the guard across the water, I'm like, all right, sir. Like, uh, if you don't mind, like, I need to watch the water. And, uh, <laughs> I guess the good thing about being a lifeguard is that you can always be like, oh, I'm busy. Yeah. Because if there's people you don't want to talk to, you just ignore them. You just keep, like, scanning the water. And that's what you have to do with a lot of kids. Have we decided culturally how we feel about this song? Or socially, I guess? I don't know. Uh, is the song okay? Is it is it cool? I think so, right? I don't know. But ties in perfectly to our next segment, or clip, or whatever, uh, featuring Moises Tavares, all the way from the OK Beast podcast and uh, website, okbeast.com. Please give him some love. And he's going to tell us about... Where he got all those trophies from? Well, what do you want to know? Wait. We can you can shoot off twenty questions right now. I if have you a good want. first question. Can I ask you real quick? Please. Sure. Boys, it's behind you on the video. There's quite a few trophies. Oh, can you see the trophies? Yeah, and awards. I need to know how. Uh, Look at all that! Wow. Yeah. Okay. This is an audio-only show. I, there's I, a lot of trophies and medals. I like how he's pretending that he didn't set up the camera like this on purpose. Just hoping that we would mention his trophies. <laughs> um, those trophies used to be on a drawer up there, but I had to 
You had to That's move the camera, so you had to move the trophies yeah. to make sure they were in frame. You said you've been up 30 minutes just moving <laughs> trophies. <laughs> um, yeah, I had to, I, like, real shit, I, I used to have my record player there, and then it was not enough room, and it needs to be, like, on stable footing for it to play well. Yeah. So I had to move it up there, and I had to move those. Tro- I was all for, like, getting rid of those trophies, because I've just had them for fucking ever, and they... Like, I, I'm the person that, uh, ironically, they mean the least to. Um, but, yeah, those are those are ships from... Give, give me some off the to top of your head. What are they from? Are they from uh, different things? No, they're all from the same activity. I did karate when Hell, I was Hell, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, and um, my, my sensei really wanted me and my brother to compete. He wanted all of us to always compete, but, like... I was I was also like the I was the fat boy who was going in and sort of getting skinnier doing the thing, and so oh, I yeah. guess he like noted improvement in my form. He was like, "Hey, we should push you to do like competitive karate," and I was like, "I'm a little bitch, but sure, we can do that," because um, you know they were they were offering to take me to fucking local tournaments if I did good at the local tournaments. Uh, they take me to the nationals, which. 10 years ago was in North Carolina and I don't know if it's still there or not but I I went to North Carolina to go to the finals uh once and yeah um a few, two of those trophies are mine one of them is my brother's uh and those were I think those were from the the like semifinals that we did in the local tournaments uh, I think I got second place for kata which I don't know if you guys know is that what the, the, when you use the stick no, yeah. no, it's no, it's a katana. It's sort of a katana. It's close. Um, kata was sort of it was like a routine a little bit. Like you would enter this square space or whatever, and this, this isn't a fucking ad for Squarespace. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, you you would enter and it had to be like this whole dramatic, very formal entrance, and then in front of like a panel of judges you would do a routine where you would strike like defensive and offensive positions uh and it, it, if you think of like a like almost a dance like a they're, like they're a line dance almost yeah yeah like it was it was you rehearsing your form so that they knew that like you had it down packed and that was like the one part of karate that I could do well so i i took second place in that hell yeah and dude. then and then sparring i got third because I've never been a good fighter. I once lost a fight to a kid like three years younger than me, and I was like 11, so he was eight. An eight-year-old kicked my ass like about nine, no, ten years ago now, and my ego has never fucking recovered. Um, That seems like one of those things you, you just carry to your fucking grave. Oh no, yeah, and I still see that kid like around. Oh really? Uh, yeah, he he and his older sister. His older sister, like, she became a good friend of mine because we went to school together and we were in the same grade. But the like the the little brother, he still like does like he does his laundry at my <laughs> at my parents' laundry that they've worked at for fucking ever. So if I just stop by, I'll like occasionally see him, and he's like tall as hell too for no goddamn reason. And it's like every time I see him, not only do I remember that obviously he's taller than me, but I remember that he kicked my ass when he was younger than me, and, and when he was basically like a baby. And it, it, I, 
I have like this immediate reaction where I just want to like punch him in the dick and run away. But like I still also love the kid cuz you know he was now, now is... he was a little bit like a baby brother. <laughs> Told you that song would make sense at some point. Up next, we got our good friend Jacob Douglas talking about farm stuff. Remember that game Farmville? Stardew Valley? It's just like that, but in, in real life. Here's Jacob. Well, wait, what kind of farm is it? It's yeah. it's strictly seed. So my dad farms uh, yeah, it is. corn and soybeans. Corn? That, man, that, that's a, those are two hot commodities right yes. now. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's a seed yeah. man. Um, He's a seed man, yes. Uh, no. So you don't have any, no like horses pulling plows or anything. No, no cows, no horses, no, no livestock no, at no all. No livestock. I have a dog. That's the only animal on our farm. Uh, so I, I like would help him out when he needed it. A lot of what I, what I would do was driving people to the fields. So I've been like driving since I was twelve. <laughs> um, just because on all those back roads, it's not like nobody's gonna pull you over. So. Right. Um, I would do that, and then I would help my dad like do odd jobs here and there. But this summer, um, I got to run a tractor because I was just home for the summer, and uh, I worked for my dad, and I uh, mowed fields with a tractor. So, I uh, yeah, you did. Yeah. Can, can you do it with headphones on? <laughs> I yeah, I know I okay. would. I would. I would. I would like. Um, I do like one in, one out, just in case like something happened and something beeped at me and I knew it. Now, is a tractor loud? I actually don't. Tractors are very loud. Okay. Yes, Uh, but when you're inside the cab, it's 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 muffled, but they are extremely loud. Mm -hmm. Um, The exhaust is. Now let me. This is a dumbass question, but this is a sincere question. There are no dumb questions. This one's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck does a tractor do? Can someone? Can one? I'm actually. I'm actually a little curious here. I want to know what the tractor does. This is a great question. Um, (laughs) Tractors in themselves don't do anything. It's what you put on the back of the tractor that does. Oh, so it could be a plow, like like what horses. Yeah, right. Exactly. So like a tractor is just a a very um, powerful moving machinery i don't know why don't people use just fucking put that shit on your truck and well because a tractor you mean like the the equipment you have to pull behind is so heavy Um, a truck probably couldn't pull it um so they use a tractor and tractor has all like the software and stuff so you can like software yeah oh my gosh yeah track it's like damn farming has moved into the 21st (laughs) century i'm actually doing a freelance story on it uh when i go home for break Uh, you can't like up you can't like update your own software you can't? No, you have to get, like, John Deere has to come and do it for wow. you and have to pay them. Yeah. Yeah, they've spent a lot of money to make sure that you can't, like... Hack a tractor? <laughs> well, you can't, like... Cause <laughs> they broke my tractor. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they make so much money on the, the repair side. Yep. Right. It's so like, it's in... It, it's just No, like, like they just spent so much that of that money, like, trying to, like, be like... Make it illegal to fucking repair their devices, which is crazy. Yeah. Um... That have you have you guys seen that show? Adam ruins everything. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah. He just did an episode on this. Um, on tractors. Oh, tractors are part of it. I mean, like uh, the whole bit was like a farmer is trying to fix his stuff, but he can't because it's um, because of the software. Like Apple's the same way. Like you can't go to like a third party and get your phone fixed. You'll lose your warranty or whatever. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so combines are the things that actually do like work. Like you know what a combine is, right? No. It's the, it's the big thing with uh, the spinny wheel on the front. Oh yes, that, yes, yeah. That's that's what 
that's the machine that actually does something. But tractors usually just are just carrying something behind them, whether it be like a planter or an auger cart where you can put seed in or um, something to till the ground with after you've harvested. Now, how do they mass harvest the corn? Um, so Is there a device, or do you walk through the fields? <laughs> you do not walk through the fields. <laughs> uh, that's, what, that's, what, that's what the combine does. So the combine, um, it has a corn head and a bean head, and the corn head just looks like... Um, it's just like spikes and it goes through and it cuts down the stalks and then shells the corn off like the holy it does all of it yeah and then puts and then strips the seed in the in the to a big like there's like a big container in the top and then what you do is usually someone's going by with an auger cart which is just a, a glorified cart that goes <laughs> behind uh a tractor and then so the combine will dump the seed from its container into the auger cart, and then the auger cart will dump its seed into a grain truck, which will take it to a elevator, which is just huge bins full of filled with corn. And then, so when does, you told me to come on this podcast, say I did not think I'd be talking no. about the process of harvesting. Dude, I love this. I, it's kind of fun. We we submit the show and the education. Wait, uh, so do you have a do you have a silo? Yeah, we have three. Oh, oh man, I'm man. a big silo fan. I don't even have three in Stardew Valley. <laughs> when I, when uh, did you guys see a Quiet Place this year? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the scene where they're like in the corn, like drowning in the corn. That's like a legitimate fear of mine. Really? Like, that's that's real. Damn, that movie yeah, hit you way that. harder than. Yeah, that's it's like I think it's only happened once where I'm from and someone drowned and died. That's yeah. fucking scary. That's got to be scarier than water. Because all, it's tragic anytime someone dies, right? Yeah. But, but like, there's got to be a moment. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but there's got to be a moment when you're drowning in corn where you're like, I, that's how I'm going to die? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, and, like, it's interesting. I wonder how it would work. Because, like, yes, you want to be able to breathe. But also, if you, like, gas for air, all that corn would suck down. you probably oh, choke. Yeah. Fuck, you probably choke before you drown most times because... I just think about, I can't even put like a mouthful of corn in my mouth without feeling weird. Yeah, you know. And it's not like the corn we think of; it's like it's, seed. It's fucking so it's yeah, like gross. <laughs> oh man, that's nuts. That is nuts. A lot of variety on this show. I'll tell you what. Bet you didn't think you were gonna learn about farming. Coming up next, we got a uh, a. a sp- uh, spookies, uh, not necessarily a funny story, but uh, Alex Van Aken, one of the, the the best people. He always brings nothing but heat when he comes on our show, and we asked him very casually, "Hey, what's going on in your life?" And he told us about his neighbors. And uh, Godspeed and God bless. And I like to imagine that this issue has been resolved since. Um, Alex, also from OK Beast, love you. Take care, my dude. Also, I want to just mention really quick, Sam Osher, Jacob Douglas, both of them from the Kids in College podcast. Make sure you check that out. That's in all podcast services. Here is Alex Van Aken. Honestly, and this sounds very weird, a lot of my time we've been having like for the past couple months, and I found I sound very like suburban, you know, 30-year-old right now, but we've been having feuds with our neighbors. Um, oh, fuck yeah. Like, Tell me all about it. And nice. it's been taking up a lot of time and energy. Um, I'm, we're kind of like, we've assembled a a neighborhood watch of sorts. Not my idea. The association was like, you have to do this or, or else. Apparently. So I have a, I have a neighbor named, I think his name's Jack or something. 
he kind of looks like if this sounds very weird. I'm trying to think of a, a, describe what he looks like. He kind of he kind of looks identical to uh, Einstein. Like he's got the white frizzed out <laughs> hair, but like instead of like you know solving math problems and stuff, apparently he has a meth lab next door, um, and so. It's like everybody's like trying to crack the code and like watch him and like we're supposed to like observe him and take notes if we see something out of place. Um, so that's been kind of weird. That's been like for the past two weeks. And like he's ve- he's kind of a very threatening person. Like he's just so creepy. Um, and so it's been kind of like, you know, when you walk into your house, you kind of look behind your back, make sure there's not a crackhead behind you. You know, it's been very weird uh, at home lately. But. So who was so the I'm great neighbor? <laughs> I mean, I want to get into this now because this is some legit shit. Sure. Like, who was the bold neighbor that made the first accusation? Like, who stu- who kicked this off? How did this even get into motion? Like, I I, I don't even like even back home. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk to any of our neighbors. You know, we just didn't have that kind of relationship because everyone moved in and out so much. So how do you even how do you even assemble a neighborhood watch? So it, Kayla, my wife. Uh told him if he ever parked on our spot again he was getting towed uh because he kept parking on our spot so that started this thing where that started kayla's relationship with the hoa because she was calling to try to get him towed they were like sorry he's a trust fund kid he'll sue us um oh my god so what's he making exactly exactly sam (laughs) i do not know this man's door was open for a week straight and we we all thought he was legitimately dead but no one but everyone was too scared to go inside of his apartment so people finally called the police anyways kayla like has been reporting him for like you know abusing his parking privileges very like you know trivial stuff but right. that's but it seems fair rational. right yeah like we pay for a spot yeah. don't park in it uh and so that kind of started her relationship with i think for her for her safety i won't say her name but we'll call her kim the, the hoa lady okay that right. started their relationship and then kim Maybe she was drinking on the job. Maybe she was just feeling good. She started to slip out some details she probably shouldn't have about how Jack might be a meth head uh, and might be <laughs> running an operation out of there. And so that kind of just kickstarted a whole slew of things. And apparently, like, there are ne- our other neighbor has been, like, watching him for months and been taking notes. It's very, like, it's pretty serious. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, why don't you just, like, send the police in there or something? I don't know uh, if there's suspicion, yeah. but... It's it's been wow. it's been kind of wild. That's been my home life, you know. Like, you're worried, like you know, wake up every day. Thank God the meth lab didn't explode. Like that's kind of like the. the yeah, I mean, I'm so, I'm so weird. sorry you're on edge. It's uh, that's yeah, a bum- that, thank that's you. a bummer. That's a genuine bummer. Yeah, I drink every night in because your, of in it. your safe space, right? Your temple. Yes, thank you. Um. However, I hope, that you, I hope that you get to do like a citizen arrest on him or something. Like you see something. That's what I was. Fucking if you had to, if you had then, to, all right. If there was a scenario when, when, wherein you had to take somebody down, how would you do it? Like, I feel like I don't carry a gun, but I wish like in that moment I'd be carrying a gun. So I could like, I've always wanted, I've like, had this fantasy of pistol whipping somebody. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I feel like citizens arrest is just like, I don't even know how to do it. Like, I feel like you that's something I have to know. the shit out of someone until <laughs> they stop. Like, like, I think that's really it, right? Like, you, you gotta, you just gotta beat the shit out of someone. So it's just a like, fight. Sweep the legs. Okay. You gotta submit them. Yeah. I mean, you, you hold them until the police arrive. Well, that's the thing. That's why you you have to knock them out. Like, th- there's no, there's no situation where you're able to hold them down with one hand while dialing nine one one with the other. Okay. So you you have to, like, I don't know. Seems None of dangerous. Us can really fight. 
Yeah. But I've always but fantasized think, about being in a fight, but I've never been in one. Yeah, you said that on uh, Stir Fry, and I want to bring that up because I, no joke, have the exact same, like, really? Whenever I've never been in a fight, and I've always wanted to. Dude. Yeah, I think I stand by my statements on uh, citizens' arrest. Right? Like, I'm not a, I'm not into physical confrontation in general. Come on, but uh, you know what? What are you gonna do? It's a tough situation. Alex Van Aken, thank you so much. Always, always a pleasure. Hope you're doing well, my dude. Up next, we got a weird one. This one's kind of potpourri. Um, my girlfriend, Lexi, love of my life, was on the show. She's great. And, uh, you know, there was just some wholesomeness there that we wanted to share. And the general context for, uh, the conversation that follows is job hunting, right? And the misery that that is. So here's Lexi, and I think Robert comes in at some point. So, him too. What do you, what do you make of, of Andrew based solely on his Twitter? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think he's a little quirky. <laughs> that means she yeah, hates you. I know. <laughs> I love the Animal Crossing tweets, though. Those I, I can relate that. to. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, Sam, well, I mean, you, you, Sam's, Sam's a little bit more active, Sam's I, I would say. Sam's got a good Instagram. Yeah, he does. He does. Sam.in.japan. Um, love the aesthetic. Love the aesthetic. All about that. All about the good aesthetic. <laughs> what about Andrew's girlfriend? You follow her on, on Twitter. I do. Melissa's cute. Yeah. Damn, you heard that, Andrew? <laughs> I know. Yikes. She doesn't tweet much, though. No, she we doesn't. Get her, but she's active on Instagram. Active. And I feel yeah, like I'm most active on Instagram, too. So. Maybe it's a gender thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't use Us girls got to stick together. <laughs> hey, uh, a story to give you, a, hopefully, a little bit of confidence was that I mass applied to on Indeed to, like, a fuck ton of jobs. Maybe, like... 15 different internships when I was in junior or senior year of college. Uh, and so I, I got a call back from a bunch of them and I interviewed at a bunch of places and got declined from a bunch of places. And it was like, whatever, up and down. And then I interviewed at this place that I really wanted to work at. And I called them. They were like, oh, tell me a bit about why you want to work here. And I called it the wrong name of the company Oof. and talked about the wrong company in the thing. Cause I'd been interviewing at so many places that I like confused which call this was and I completely fucking fucked it up. Oh. And I knew I fucked it up after I, I spent like five minutes talking and the HR rep was like, uh, he was like, actually, so that is the wrong company. Oh. And I was, I was like, Oh my fucking God. And he was like, but he was like, listen, I know you probably applying to a bunch of shit. He was like, so next time, just make sure you get it, get it right. I'm going to pass you along to the next thing he was cool as fuck about it he was like yeah how much fucking suffering that that's man like mad respect to people like that you yeah. know i still hung like, up the call and was like yeah i literally wish i was fucking dead dead yeah. <laughs> i wish i was dead oh there's that feeling where you're 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 you know when when something like that happens uh, and i'll tell you a story like of this week when that happened to me where like your your face gets really hot and then your stomach just sinks like into your fucking nutsack and like you're it's like such a distinct feeling of shame and uh, suicidal thoughts. It's the worst. It's the worst. And this this week, um, so our friend Robert, who may or may not be coming on the show later, who fucking knows at this point, um, 
If Robert he... just shows up in the last two minutes, oh man, what an episode! <laughs> That's he's not Robert getting a feature. No, he's not getting a feature. Uh, the sh- oh yeah, Robert put me as a reference because we were coworkers for like oh. a couple years. Oh no! Um, so he put me as a reference, and it, I was like, yeah, of course, like do that shit. Um, and then the, they called. They actually called, which is, seems like it never happens. Um, and they called me, and dude, again, I feel like I'm a you know a uh, confident person. I feel like I'm pretty uh, articulate and stuff. Uh, as I say, and stuff, right? Uh, and I freaked out. Like, I don't know. I just <laughs> got so nervous. Like, the moment I answered, and I was like, oh, who is this? What the heck? And then I, I figured out what was happening. I was like, oh, no. I'm going to fuck this up for Robert. They're going <laughs> to fucking not hire Robert because of me. And I started getting so nervous and in my head. Um, but I don't know. I, I think he still has the job. But but I I kid you not, dude, I was so fucking, like, I was stumbling over my own words saying nonsense. They were like, so, like, was there a moment when you and Robert were working together where you remember him going above and beyond? And I was like, oh, well, you know what? Robert was there before I was there, so he did a lot of the training. And I think that really stood out to me is how he he trained everyone so thoroughly and, and made sure everyone was not only comfortable, but you know good at their job and then she's like oh so he was kind of like a mentor to you and i was like oh well not really (laughs) and uh, and i I said it i said it so instinctively (laughs) like (laughs) oh man that's the moment where i was like oh no i lost him the job god damn it (laughs) so how did you come back from that Oh, I came back by saying, "He's I was more saying, like I, a I father." Said, <laughs> 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 no, because so I said, "Yeah, no, not really." And then there was a moment of like real fucking deep silence. Uh, she, she was waiting for me to fix it, and I was like, "Yeah, I just wouldn't use that word because he always treated me. He always treated everyone like around him as an equal." Oh my and I, god! And I was like, and that's something I really admire about him. That even though he he was a, technically a higher position than us, he always treated us with so much respect. And I was like, God damn, Holy I saved shit. that, but I almost fucking lost Robert that job. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, just like that, you've made it to the final section of our programming today um this one features one of our actual co-hosts on gone gold the video game podcast um but he's he's graced us with his presence a couple times on awkward pause and here are uh, a couple clips from uh, some good times we've had with him this first one is all about making friends as an adult and then uh, we're going to talk about book reports and how dumb printers are hell yeah hashtag relatable here is robert Mecky Jr. But, uh, I, so every now and then you're like, I'm like, hey, Robert, let's play games. And you're like, oh, I'm not drinking with friends. And I do, it does hurt. It does feel like someone's taken a knife to my heart. I'm a, but, I apologize that I betrayed you. Yeah, what is that, uh, how has that been? Like, meeting new, new people and, and, and drinking with new people and, and making these kind of, these kind of ties? Uh, I mean, it's just, it's getting drunk so that my social inhibitions fall away and i yes. can actually talk to people like a normal person yes mm-hmm. isn't that um, just life it's just <clears throat> life yeah 
That's why I'm drunk all the time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty chill. It's kind of weird because, you know, I'm at that age now where everybody, all, all these new people that I'm meeting are either, like, married or engaged. Uh, whereas I'm still single. So it's it's kind of weird. And I'm like, oh, I guess I am. I'm, I'm older now. I should probably, you know, do something about that. <laughs> but Yeah, man. Fuck that shit. I don't like, know. They, I like, yeah, I like, uh, they I mean, go I home like to what? To alone. some fucking, you know, woman with a fucking embryo inside her? You go home to a PC with Overwatch inside of it. Yikes. Mm-hmm. You win. Inseminate my PC, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's possible. There's a yeah. subreddit for that, I bet. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, yeah. I do really like, I like living alone. Um, this is the first year that I've ever actually lived alone with no roommates, no, no other people to worry about. And it's pretty satisfying to be able to come home and just do whatever the fuck I want in my own apartment, not care how messy it is, what it looks like. It's like, this is my den. Are you one of those, I'm going to walk around naked because I'm by myself kind of dudes? Uh, I mean, yeah, that's why I'm in a robe right now. <laughs> but yes. I'm <laughs> He's not Harvey Weinstein. Asked and answered, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I, you also mentioned another thing, and I don't mean to put you on blast because I actually think this is a beautiful thing <laughs> that like this... this this is like an opportunity that we have now that we didn't have before. And it's kind of relates to all of our weird internet relationships, but can you tell me about your Venezuelan friend? Did the I get Puerto, it, the Puerto it, Rican friend? Puerto Rican. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's actually, uh, I met him on Bumble BFF because I decided to start using that service to see, uh, what it'd be like, you know? See, and I didn't know. I want to talk about that altogether because I didn't even know Bumble BFF was a thing. Yeah. yeah you're going to have yeah. to clue me in. Yeah, so, I mean, we could just go over this real quick. Bumble BFF is just, like, if you open... Does everybody know what Bumble is? Yeah. That's so, the girl, the girls one, right? Where yeah, the dating pick? service where when you match with a girl, the girl responds first. Or replies okay. first. Um, but Bumble BFF is just, like, you make a social profile on it, and then it searches the area around you for other people that have made this uh, social profile. But it tells you, like, this is just for friends. Like, this is not for romantic interests or anything. So, like... You just put, like, what kind of games you like, what kind of movies you like on your profile. Just, like, what what defines you as a person. Um, and then you just swipe to see if you, like, if you see people that are like, oh, I could probably get along with them. Or, like, I don't think I'd get along with them. Like, if you see someone wearing, like, a fucking MAGA hat in their profile picture, that's, you know, not someone you want to be friends with. But it's just so fucking rad that, like, there's actual options to counter the impossible task of trying to, like be a sociable adult while not being like a you know obnoxious asshole yeah it's, it's so weird like i don't know i it's like i feel like i constantly have this debate with like my family over like family dinners and stuff of like you know you kids are always on the phone or the computer and there's the whole argument of like are we more connected now or are we less connected now mm-hmm. and it's like i do sort of see both sides of it because we have i think we probably have less like face to face interaction but like our reach is so much more broad and you know something like bumble bff where it's like i'm making this connection that i never would have made otherwise i don't know i think it's interesting who's the guy on youtube who made that video where it's like we have all these iphones but we never see eye to eye anymore oh god i have no idea i know what you're talking about I think that guy was kind of like Ty Lopez, where right, where he he had pre-rolled ads that were like forty-five minutes long. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here, here's a question for y'all. Who? What's the weirdest subject you've done a book report for when you were in elementary school or high school? 
Let me give you one right now. Yeah. Uh, because yesterday, if you went onto the Google front page, you remembered, as I just did because I looked at the date because it's fucking glued to my memory, that yesterday was the anniversary or birthday, one of the two, <laughs> of uh, the anniversary of his death or his birthday of Roberto Clemente. He was like this uh, Nicaraguan uh, baseball player for the Pirates. Big deal because he was one of the first like Nicaraguan dudes. And he died fucking tragically. He died. His plane just fucking like the something went wrong with the engine, and he was on a plane. Plane fell down and crashed. And he was on his way to Nicaragua for like the earthquake or hurricane or one some kind of relief situation. So his plane went down with all these supplies and shit. And it's very very sad. Just trying to do something nice. Um, but I did one of those on him in maybe like the fourth grade, right? Mm-hmm. And then last year I had a summer uh, class in college where it was. It was something about sports. I mean, you know how it goes with online classes. You don't really know what's going on. You're just trying to get these assignments in. Yeah. And it was something about sports, like sports sociology or psychology or some shit. I just needed the elective. So I was like, you know what? I still remember a lot about Roberto Clemente. Let me make a fucking college. Double dip. Yeah, let me double dip. And I remember as I was like doing, like refreshing my mind with research, I was like, holy shit. A lot of this is locked into my brain with a quick refresh. So I, I fucking tore that essay up, dude. So double dip. Nice. Yeah. What about, what about I think I've case? talked about it on the show before, so I won't I won't spend too much time on, on the actual thing. Um, but uh, there is an important detail that I don't think I, I included last time. I did this report on uh, on this African general uh, named Hannibal and his fight against the the Romans mm-hmm. in uh, in a war that I can't remember the name of right now. But it's actually very fascinating. Look this dude up. What I wanted to say, though, is I remember thinking, like, because I'm, I'm a horrible procrastinator. And so it was like a couple of days before this giant assignment was due, like the biggest assignment of our middle school uh, uh, career. And I remember thinking, wow, I've really got to write fast. I need just some stream of consciousness typing. So I won't worry about punctuation. And I'll just type. <laughs> You went full James so Joyce I, on this paper. <laughs> I want I want James Joyce on this ten page paper, which for middle school is a lot. I mean, it, so I wrote, for anyone that's a lot. Ten is so a lot. I wrote ten pages, no punctuation, <laughs> and then I'm like, all right, now all I got to do is edit it. And I explained the plan to my mom after I had written it, and she was like, "Why did you do it this way?" Because now I have to go back through the entire paper again, add my periods, add my commas, like. Ugh. Fucking it's, stupid it's like, kid, man. Meanwhile, that shit saved you literally no time, too. It saved me no time. It cost me time. <laughs> it cost me hours, I'm sure. And uh, you did some dumb shit. And then I, uh, and then I dressed up as him in a leopard uh, vest. Blackface? I, no blackface. No blackface. Good, okay. good call. In sixth grade, I, I did a book report uh, on, like, some, it was, like, I think it, my brother Sam is dead. It's a book about, like, I guess the revolutionary war time it was good but i had to do a book report about it and this teacher what she would do is you had to go in front of the class and and read your book report to the class but you had to bring items that represented the book so i did that but the night before i had to present my printer was broken and so i was like fuck so i hand i had my hand written or i had it typed up so i hand wrote it on a piece of paper and then she wanted a copy of it so that she could have it while i was reading so I was like, okay, I'll handwrite a second copy. 
And so I had two handwritten copies, word for word, of the exact same thing that I hand wrote. And fucking, I bring them to class with me. I walk up there and I hand it to her. And she proceeds to literally roast the fucking shit out of me in front of everyone. Like, just fucking tear into me. Like, what is this? You really expect me to hold this and, like, take this as your report? And I was like, my printer broke. I had to handwrite it. And she was not having that. She was like, yeah, well, if you finished it, you didn't procrastinate. You did it two weeks ago. You would have had time to. And I was like, uh, 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 uh. And I like. That's the fucking worst. And then you have to, like, after she fucking roasts me, I have to then do my book report for the whole class. (laughs) As they, <laughs> they just watched me get put on fucking blast. Ouch. Uh, this teacher was... That's brutal. She was a horrendous teacher. Yeah, sounds, sounds like, like it. it. Fuck printers. They yeah. all has, suck. Has anyone ever owned a printer and been like, damn, yeah. love this printer? Fucking, I, I bought a it printer for why, college, and that shit broke. Why haven't we... Like, we have such amazing technology. That's why what I'm saying. Why the fuck hasn't Elon Musk just been like, guys, I fucking did it. We must be able to do better. Yeah. Like, he could call someone the fucking N-word one day, but if the next day he was like, guys, I fixed printers, forgiven. <laughs> Completely wiped clean. Because everyone, you're so right, Cassie. That might be the most like relatable thing you've ever said. Printers consistently are horrible. Yeah. And, like, Robert knows, like, at Mizzou, we're very lucky. They give us, they load in, like, $20 for your semester, and it's like five or ten cents per page. You got a print and, card, and you get a you get a print thing, hmm. and it's all hooked up to the Wi-Fi. So as long as you install the driver for the right printer, because there's like you know thirty scattered around campus, mm-hmm. one's actually in the basement of my building, so it's sweet. Um, it works fine. Never had any issues. But outside of that, like Robert and I used to work at a fucking printing office, and they had industrial like motherfucking. Like, no exaggeration, maybe, like, 15 feet long printers that could do binding and all this bullshit. They had Dunder Mifflin printers. Yeah, they had, like... No, not even that, dude. They were, like, three times the size of the Dunder Mifflin ones. Because that would be the whole fucking set if they had our printers. (laughs) And I don't think we ever really figured out how to use them. We would print every time, fingers crossed, hope it would work. And then you'd have to embarrassingly walk up to, like... Our boss, uh, or or Nick Nick Magley, I'll say his whole fucking name. That yeah. piece of shit. Uh, he was like the. Ass- he hey was man, like he's the still assistant. in Columbia. You guys are gonna fight now. Yeah. Well, what's he gonna do? Chase me on his fucking bike? Yes, with his bike polo mallet. <laughs> yeah. No, he was he was a nice guy, but he was just so weird. Yeah. Uh, you could tell that that the the life in his eyes had gone out a while ago. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking. It was scary. He really did look like a dead man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we would go up to him and be like, "Hey, Nick." Uh, and you didn't want to talk to him, and especially because you didn't really, like, necessarily like him. Yeah. You also didn't want to ask him for help, but you had to because you, you, every time the printer fucked up, you thought, like, oh, I broke the printer. I broke this $20,000 printer. Yeah. And then he'd be like, no, you fucking idiot. Look, do 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 And he'd do so much shit for one piece of paper, and it's like, yeah. why haven't we fucking fixed this? Why do printers suck? Like, why why isn't it, like, Bluetooth? You know? Like, we, we mastered Bluetooth. My headphones never fuck up. They work every time I, I need them to connect. Dude, because printers are fucking magic. Oh, I mean, I, you got me, that, you got that's me true. on printers, man. It's like when, when you sit and you think about, like, the concept of what is actually happening with the printer, it is incredible. But, like, we, we just have to do We have to be able to make a better printer than what exists today. Right. Even if you don't want to think wirelessly, why the fuck don't all printers just have, like, a cable that with a USB end? That you can just plug into a PC or something, 
for absolute worst case scenario, right? Like you can't get it to print wirelessly. All right, here, plug in. We got it. There are little like USB was... printers that like it's just like a little slit that you plug into a computer and then yeah, you feed is. like a paper in one by one that's like you are only supposed to use in emergencies. What about the printer? Yeah, I'm not going back to the Stone Age, right? I'm not doing. What that about shit. the printer that you know you, you go to print and it's like, oh, I'm out of pink ink. Oh, well, we're not printing yeah. black and white for you then. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a whole other thing, motherfucker. You got to pay the overlords to finish printing. Yeah, but then you're like, oh, let me look up how much an ink cartridge is, and it costs more than the fucking printer. Yep, forty-eight dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why yeah. I've just bought. I can't even. My printer broke maybe a year after I bought it in college, and I was like, yep, I'm just gonna print everything on campus now. And then yeah. uh, I haven't printed anything since. Every once in a while, I'm like, I guess I got to print out these. Tick concert tickets i do that at work it's easier now because so many things can be digital yeah. right it's right. like i don't have to print a boarding pass i don't have to print like a concert ticket i don't have to print fucking directions i definitely used to be that guy i would oh print my out the my map fucking map quest, quest yeah. shit dude rip uh now you can go all digital so it, it is easier but i remember being in college and fucking fighting with my printer on a daily basis yeah i'm thankful i've never yeah. had to actually own a printer since like high school because i just either printed on campus and now that i have this like there's a printer in my lobby for the apartment complex i'm in so i just go there when i need to print which is super rare that's neat i can't even think of the last time i had to print something whenever i have to print something it's like school stuff maybe that's why we haven't fixed it too because we just kind of found a way around it for most of the things yeah. but every now and then i'll have to print out some school thing but even then most all my classes are like digital shit so you know i just turn that shit in and and yeah, like you're right. Concerts, flights, uh, maps, all that shit's a thing of the past. So I'm bitching about it pretty aggressively, but at the same time, we're moving beyond it. I, you don't even need to worry. Yeah, about I can't it really remember the last time I needed to to print something. I feel like in college, I had a decent amount of professors that were like, "I w- I won't like you have to submit it to turn it in, but I want a physical copy." Yeah, right. And like I, I remember markups. Like I had a yeah. a professor that I really liked, but he used to drive me fucking crazy because. We would write these insane research papers for him, and he always would want a physical copy that you would print out fucking 15 pages of uh, this research paper, and then you would, you know, give it to him, and he would grade it and mark it up, and then he would give it back to you, and he would have all the notes, and then at the end he'd be like, hey, can you print me out a fresh copy so I can keep it for, like, later examples? And I was like, motherfucker, that's like 40 pages of paper you just made me print out. That's why we're going to be underwater. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot, Prof. Thank you so much for listening to our programming. We'll be back with our regularly scheduled antics next Monday. Um, but thank you for, you know, putting up with us and, and, and tagging along. Um, my name is Elmer Guardado. You can find me on Twitter at Elmer Does. You can find Cassidy Sargent on Twitter at Sergeant Cass. You can find Andrew on Twitter with at Street Sweeper. Street Sweeper with one R. That one was hard. And you can find Sam Atherton on Instagram at Sat. Oof. Ugh, I'm not going to do this again. You can find Sam Atherton on Instagram at Sam period in period Japan. And you can find our show at Awkward Pause on Twitter and on Spotify and every other streaming service. And finally, awkwardpause.com slash merch 
for all the beautiful, beautiful merchandise that Sam has designed for us. We got new stuff every month coming in and out. Exciting times and exciting stuff. Uh, we're all out actually out in uh, Missouri. That's where I live. Uh, we're all out here in Missouri uh, during uh, the weekend and I guess the Monday that you're listening to this. And, uh, you know, we just wanted you to get to celebrate some friendship while we're doing our annual friendship uh, celebration where we see each other in person once a year. Wholesome times um, and, and uh, all, the, all that good stuff. Thank you so much again. Here is uh, more of the Smash theme, which is a great song, if I do say so myself. New life draws its first breath Blossoming in a soil reclaimed from the past Where destiny holds fast Here where we stand, hand clenched in hand Everyone caught in this struggle This is the day 